Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Insurance Solutions for Retirement. I'm your host, Bill Decker. Glad to have you guys here with us today. So we're wrapping up the month of January, and this has been an annuity month for us. So we've been talking about annuities through the whole month of January. This is going to be our last episode on this topic. Next month in February, we'll be talking about long-term care. So just kind of recapping where we've been going this month with uh, annuities. We talked about the first week, variable annuities, and where they might play a part in looking at your retirement planning. We talked about fixed annuities. We talked about single premium immediate annuities. And we're going to wrap it up this week talking about fixed indexed annuities. And I got to tell you, when it comes to fixed indexed annuities, there's a lot of components in here, but I think they're probably one of the most versatile tools available when you're looking at doing income planning for retirement. They really do have a lot of flexibility when we understand the inner components of how they work. And I know that people hear a lot of different things about them, and there's a lot of good ones out there. And I'm going to be frank with you, there's a lot of crap out there too. They're, they're fixed indexed annuities, but they don't all work the same way, even though they're fixed indexed annuities. This is uh, going back to that kind of toolbox analogy. There's, you know, Screwdrivers, for instance. Let's take a you know look at a screwdriver. We got a Phillips screwdriver and we got a regular screwdriver. And if you're trying to get a Phillips screw off with a regular screwdriver, you're going to have some challenges, and vice versa. If you're going to be trying to get off a regular screw with a Phillips head screwdriver, it's going to be difficult. And with fixed index annuities, you know, if I'm trying to get some growth out of here and I've put myself into an income type based product, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. So we're going to try to break some of that out today and go into some details to give you a little bit of understanding on what these type of products can do and how they can be a benefit to you. And if you're thinking about these products or considering them, give you some ideas and some questions to talk about. So you find the tool that's right for what you're trying to accomplish. So we get into uh, the growth potential for indexed annuities. And the way they work, I love them. Uh, I, just, I just flat out do. Because it really it gives you the ability to grow your money in a very safe way. Not just based on a fixed interest rate. You can choose that inside of a fixed indexed annuity, but it allows you to participate in the market gains and not have to participate in the downturns of the market. And I think that's one of the things that a fixed indexed annuity, when designed properly, it's very hard to find something that competes that way. And then if you're also trying to structure an, uh, an idea for income, you know, like that we've talked about, there's some ways of structuring these fixed index annuities to accomplish that also. As with everything that has good sides, there's downsides too. And some of the downsides, you know, with a fixed indexed annuity is the way the credits are put to your account. There's different crediting options out there. There's three common ones, and we're going to delve into this a little bit deeper later on here, but just to kind of give you an intro of what we're going to be discussing, we're going to be talking about how these 
credits are given to you in your account. And sometimes there's a term used as spread, which is the initial interest. The first interest rate goes to the back to the insurance company, and you take, you take everything else. There's a cap, which may or may not be good, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And basically, you get to keep the first credits that come into the account. And once you hit that cap level, the insurance company keeps the rest. And the third is what we call participation rate, where you participate in whatever avenue that you wanted to do with, and it's maybe 40, 50, 60, 80%. It all varies on, on what you're trying to accomplish. But we're going to get into those details a little bit later. So indexing, you know, fixed index. What is an index when we talk about this? What are we looking at? The most common index to think to take a look at is probably something that we're all very familiar with is the S&P 500. If we look at what the S&P 500 is, it's a snapshot in time. It's an index of the best 500 companies today. And companies fall in and out of the S&P 500. Just because, as an example, we all probably grew up with General Motors. We're familiar with General Motors. Well, General Motors had a little trouble about 10 years ago. General Motors was an S&P 500 company, fell out of the S&P 500. We didn't have the S&P 499 anymore. We just had somebody take their place. Another company that we're very familiar with, most of us have experienced General Electric growing up from light bulbs to kitchen appliances to you know, jet engines. GE's been involved in it all. GE this year, or back last year in 2018, was taken out of the S&P 500. Again, it didn't go down to the S&P 499. It just became the S&P 500. Another company took its place. So it's an index that takes a look at the best 500 companies at that period of time. And this is really a great way of looking at in, in investing and, and keeping track of the market. If you're familiar with an, uh, an investor by the name of Warren Buffett, and I say that a little sarcastically because he's probably one of the most prominent, well-respected investors on Wall Street. You know, remember the old E.F. Hutton commercials when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen? You know, Warren Buffett talks today. People kind of listen to what Warren has to say. He's been very successful over a long period of time. And I bring up Warren because about 10 years ago, Warren made a bet to hedge fund managers. We're talking about people who try to play the market and try to outguess it. So in 2008, Warren Buffett took out a, made an offer to any hedge fund manager <coughs> who wanted to see if they could beat the S&P 500 over a period of time. So this bet started on January 1st of 2008. The bet ended on December 31st of 2017. It's basically a 10-year period. What Warren said is any hedge fund manager who can outperform the S&P 500 in an indexing fund, and I believe you use a, a Janus, low-fee Janus fund, just to index the S&P 500, that they would both put up a million dollars, and the winner would get to pick the charity where that both million dollars would go to, and then any of the interest earned over that period of time would go to a charity of their choice. Warren Buffett wanted to make a point that these hedge fund guys and these, these different types of funds who are charging all these fees in different avenues of getting returns and trying to find a better way to get returns, you can just really be watch the S&P 500 and, and, and be safe. And that's really what an index is. 
Lo and behold, if you're not familiar, uh, Warren Buffett won that bet by 2015. He was so far ahead of what the hedge fund bet that he had put uh, that had taken him up on his bet. There was a foregone conclusion, and in 2007, 2018, they did come come to terms. Warren won the bet, and Girls Club of Omaha, where Warren Buffett's from, received a check for over two million two hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars because that's what the charity that Warren chose. But that kind of gives you an idea of indexing and why that's important. Where fixed indexed annuities come into play is the S&P had some bad years during that. If we look back when that bet first started, both the S&P 500 and the hedge fund, you know, 2008 happened. Okay, That was the beginning of the Great Recession. The, the market, the bottom fell out of the market. I mean, we lost 38% on there, the S&P 500. I mean, it just, it just went down. So when we think that, that what kind of that happened and that took place, people that had a fixed indexed annuity at that time that were playing with the S&P 500, they lost zero that year. They just didn't get anything credited to their account. Interesting. When you think about that and how that really works. So you don't play in the downturns with these fixed index annuities. And that's really one of the great things about them for growing potential. And looking at how they do that, getting into the details is what we're going to come in, you know, come into crediting, because that can be some of the downsides is not getting the full amount that you should be able to obtain if you're trying to grow your principal. The other thing I really like about the uh, the fixed index annuities is how they can then grow, grow the income potential. There's two types of bonuses that are put in these types of accounts a lot of times. And you'll see a crediting bonus to your account value, but you also have an income value that gets associated with a lot of these fixed indexed accounts. Very similar to a SPIA, where we're going to take a payment, a lifetime payment or a period certain payment over a period of time. These fixed indexed annuity accounts can grow your income potential. When we're looking at that retirement red zone that we kind of talk about and we're saying, hey, I am looking for income this money. I've been spending my whole working years accumulating. Now I need to turn this into income. Fixed index annuities can be a great vehicle for doing that, especially if you know in a couple of years when I want to turn that income on or when I'm going to need that income. You can plan it properly. These Mortality credits, like we talked about last week with the SPIAs, fixed index annuities also have these mortality credits where I'm growing my account value or my income value every year, stepping it up and stepping it up. These accounts sometimes will pay 8 10% bonuses up front. Sometimes it's to your account value, but a lot of times it's the income value, and that gets confusing. And I think that's one of the areas that it's uncomfortable when I hear people talk about, I got this bonus. But was it income bonus or was it account value bonus? You know, and is, is my roll-ups, is that 8% roll-up really, 7% roll-up, 5% roll-up guaranteed? Is that going to my account balance or is it going to my income balance? These are the things that you need to understand going into a fixed indexed annuity. Of what Again, what am I trying to accomplish? And how do these variables help me get there? So if I'm looking at it, you know, I need income in five years, six years, ten years, I don't want to run out. This could be a great way to grow that money safely. 
you're not going to lose anything in the principal as long as you adhere to the contract terms. Most of these contracts do have a little bit of liquidity in them, meaning I can get access to maybe 10, sometimes 15% money if I need it on an annual basis. But my account value continues to grow. A lot of variables when you were looking into there, but the three types of credits that you would want to look at when you're going into there is, again, we call them a spread, we call them a cap, and we call it a participation rate. And sometimes you're going to get a big bonus up front and you get a small cap. What you really want to look at is what I'm trying to accomplish. If I'm looking for growth and growth potential, considering a spread, Letting the insurance company take their first percentage. Right now, it's maybe about two and a half, three percent, and everything over that I get to keep. You know, we've just been on an amazing run here the past two years in the stock market. You know, we're in January 2019. Yeah, it's a little volatile right now. But after the election of Donald Trump, the stock market went crazy. I have no problem giving the insurance company that first three percent on a spread, and I got to keep all those extra gains. I never have to give them back. You know, people who have these fixed index annuities that have taken all those gains off the table, they're in their account now. All this volatility to them, who cares? They don't. They're not worried about it. The reality is on some of these accounts that the market goes down again when it comes back up because they're going to participate in those gains, they're better off in their, their accounts. They never have to worry about those ups and downs. Their principal safe. And also their earnings is safe. The other part is a participation rate where you might not get the whole amount. A little term I use of this called the power of zero where participation rates may make sense for you. I like to use the example here of this power of zero where the stock market maybe gets a 12%, 12%, 12% every year. And I have this annuity account that's only earning 6% because I'm at a 50% participation rate. Well, what does that mean? Look at this illustration here, and I think it'll make a little bit clearer sense. If you're on a video, you're going to be able to see this. If you're on the podcast, just try to write this down on a column right now. I have one year. My S&P, my mutual fund account is in the S&P 500. I have another account here in a fixed index annuity. My S&P account earned 12%. My fixed index annuity earned 6%. Second year, I earned 12% on my S&P mutual fund. I earned 6% on my fixed indexed annuity. Third year, I earned 12% mutual fund, 6% on the annuity. Had a bad year in the stock market, down 30%. I lost 30% on my mutual fund. I lost zero on my annuity. Third year, got a 12% return again, 6% on the annuity for the, I'm just going to be on the fifth year. We look at what, who came out ahead. The annuity came out. It's the power of zero. Participating in the gains with never having to participate in the loss. It's an amazing concept. Okay. And sharing some of those gains with the insurance company, instead of having to put your money at risk, that's where the insurance company gets their money from. That's how they make it up a little bit. So you're kind of sharing in the profits, but you're not being exposed to any risk. Ask your advisor or send me an email. Let me try to explain it to you in more detail. Last way that they're credited is the, uh, the, the cap. So we kind of talked about that. 
you might have a cap here at 1%, 2%, up to 9%. You know, if you're just looking in here and you're picking an account that's only going to cap you out at 2 or 3%, that's not real good because you're only getting the first 2 or 3% of the gains on that index. The insurance company's keeping the rest. Now, if you've got caps at, you know, 8%, 9%, that's a little bit different story. But you really got to pay attention to what those caps are and when, when you're looking at that. And be, uh, be understanding of what you're giving up or what you're gaining. And again, it's going to be an individual basis. But the question is, when you're getting any investment that we're looking into or any kind of planning, I'm getting into this for what? What's the reason I'm getting into this? Why? What am I hoping to get out of that? And that's what the question we always need to be asking ourselves when we make any of these types of plans. I'm doing this today to get something here in the future. So that kind of wraps up today. If you have any questions, send an email to the email address above. You can also hit info at Bill Decker, I-N-S, and I'll answer your questions. Till next week, enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you on next week's episode of Insurance Solutions for Retirement.